Join us right now, a guy that I am so happy to have on the show because I'm reconnecting with him. It's been a long, long time back to my days in Green Bay. A nine-year NFL veteran, wide receiver, Super Bowl champion with the Green Bay Packers, also played with the Raiders and the Giants. Most touchdowns of any receiver going back in 2012 with the Pack. And now he does a fantastic job and has been as a analyst on the NFL Network. We're talking about James Jones. James, what's going on, my friend? What's going on, my brother? How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. It is good to connect with you. It's uh, been great seeing you at Allegiant Stadium upstairs in the press box. And I said, man, I got to get JJ on the show, man. It's, <laughs> it's been forever. I think the last time uh, I, I saw you was uh, – I just still have this vision. I think you had the Santa Claus hat uh, going back a decade or two ago in Green Bay at Target shopping, shopping for your loved ones, man. I think that was the last time I saw you, man. Oh, yeah, man, that's a long time ago, man. Christmas shopping in Green Bay. <laughs> that's a long time ago, man. But it's it's good to finally reconnect, man. And uh, you know, yeah, good to talk some football with you again, man. You got it, man. Hey, let's talk a little bit about you know the days in Green Bay and everything. And again, they were your first uh, team. You coming out of San Jose State and. Uh, you know, I was a Northern California guy too, man, coming out of Sacramento and then, you know, moving to Green Bay, you know, it was different and everything. You had to experience that too, man, being a West Coaster and then going to play for the pack. And, but I know you really enjoyed that community. I remember when you first came in and everything, but just talk a little bit about that transition initially for you and what you like most about Green Bay. Um. Tell me about it, man. Well, it definitely was a culture change, man. It definitely was a weather change, man. It, de- <laughs> it definitely was a city change for sure, man. I mean, growing up in the Bay Area, coming from big city, going to small town, you know, Green Bay, Wisconsin. Um, obviously, I never got used to the cold. That's why I started the hoodie trend um, <laughs> under the uniform. So, I mean, that was, that was an adjustment, man. But... I always tell people all the time, man, I wouldn't have traded it for anything else in the world, man. You're talking about, you know, some of the greatest fans in the world. You're talking about, you know, one of the best organizations to to ever play for, man. I mean, if anybody is listening to this and has ever been to Lambeau Field, they know exactly what I'm talking about with the tradition and all that. You know, you got 80,000 people at a training camp scrimmage practice to watch you guys not even tackle to the ground. Um, it was just, it was such a fun place to play. So much tradition and all that, man. And not only that, just the people in Wisconsin, man, the people in Green Bay, man, su- such great people, man. Fun to be around, fun to play for. And it was, it was, it was a great time in my career, man. Spent almost a decade there and, you know, playing football and, you know, bonding with the fans and, and all the teammates that I've, that I've met there, man. It was, it was a great time. No doubt. See, so, so James and I have a kind of a similar story. Now his is on the field and, and mine's in the press box. So like you said, you're known for the hoodie game and all that stuff because, you know, again, you wanted to protect yourself, man. You wanted to be warm. So for me, I remember, uh, it was 2003 when I, when I came to Green Bay. And came straight from California and it was a September day. It was like opening day and the temperature was like, like 60 or 61 degrees or something like that. And I'm, I'm in the elevator going up to the press box and I had like this, this parka, like this Packer parka jacket on. And these people looking at me going, what are you doing, man? 
We, you, how come yeah. you don't have short sleeves on? And I was hey, like, that's a, that's a eighty, that's eighty five sunny day for them. Thank you, know you right? And I just, <laughs> hey James, I had, I bowed my head in shame, going, oh man, these 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 guys are yeah. right. What am I doing? Oh, and it, man. T- it took me like you know a winter or two to get acclimated, and they was kind of like. Okay, man, I'm cool. I'm snow blowing my driveway. I'm shoveling it. Yeah, it's a badge of honor. Look at me. And then after about year four, I'm going, okay, that's enough. I got to go. Yeah, that's <laughs> enough, man. I, I'm with you. That's enough. The snow just lasted way too long. Even my first couple of years there, I'm like, oh, cool. We get snow for Christmas. Right. This is cool coming from the Bay Area. And then I'm like, all right, snow, it's time to go away now, man. You've been right. <laughs> here too long, man. Your first season with the Packers, you were there in Brett Favre's last year, and then you got a yeah, chance seven, to yeah. yeah. Then you got a chance to to play with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, talk a little bit about playing with both of those guys, and then specifically, you know, you you knew the legend of Brett Favre when you came in, and you're a young wide receiver. You heard probably all the stories, like Donald Driver saying, "Oh man, this guy broke my fingers," and that sort of thing. Yeah. So talk a little bit about what that was like, uh, especially your first year playing with Brett. Well, I mean, it was it was it was definitely crazy, me man, because Brett Favre was obviously a first ballot Hall of Famer. You coming in there as a rookie quarterback, playing with a first ballot Hall of Famer, and as a legend in Wisconsin and all that. And, you know, you like you say, you hear all the stories from all the players. Man, he throw the ball so hard, he did this to my finger. You know what I mean? And especially when it gets cold and all this type of stuff. But um, all that stuff was true, man. I mean, obviously he threw the football extremely hard and. You know, but Brett was Brett was such so much fun to be around, man, and you know, I mean, to play for, and you know, he was a super competitor, as we all know. But I've never really seen a guy, you know, just embrace people the way he did, even young or old, man, and just you know, be 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 a leader, you know, for the team. But not only that, just a just a funny guy, a stand up guy. He treated everybody the same, man. He was he was he was fun to play for, on top of you know all the fingers he broke and all that. And then as from as from my guy Aaron. Man, I mean, me and Aaron, man, go way back, man. Because when I first came in in training camp, I wasn't a starter. I wasn't with the number one offense, you know. So me and him had a lot of work together, a lot of reps together on that scout team, running those second teams, and we just built a true bond. And um, we've been brothers ever since, man. And then you know, playing playing eight years with Aaron, obviously, you know. He's another guy that throws the ball extremely hard, really throws the ball harder than Brett Favre. You know, I, I had to go ask Donald Driver and all that, you know, because I caught Brett in his later years. And I'm like, was Brett throwing the ball this hard five, six years ago? Because it seems like Aaron Rodgers' footballs is coming a little harder than his footballs are coming. And I remember Donald Driver saying, no, nah, the young fella got a bigger arm than uh, than Brett Favre, man. I mean, he, he his balls are, are coming off of his wrist. But, uh, you know, Aaron is just, man, that's my brother from another mother man just just a loyal guy i love to play for i mean shoot sometimes i come home this dude still he on the phone with my kids what's going on man how football <laughs> going man so just just a true friendship and bond that i was able to build with aaron Rodgers, man and obviously we had a lot of fun playing together on the football field and you're right i mean i remember those days where again you guys are you you were working a lot you know whether it's a, a second unit or whatever and you, that's where those bonds form and then you see so many uh you know quarterbacks and wide receivers they're in that same situation and then years down the road it's like okay no wonder this connection is so strong this is why you know he he knows where that wide receiver is going 
going to be on these patterns because again, you guys came in at the same time basically and, and, and yeah. you guys, and you guys grew, grew together and that is so cool. No question. When you look at your career, when you look back at it, you're going to look back at, you're going to, you played with two Hall of Famers for, which encompassed your entire career. Think about that. Yeah. Now, I know you had to stop with the Raiders and you had to stop with the Giants, but for the most part, your entire time in Green Bay, you only really played for two quarterbacks and they're both going to be Hall of Famers. Yeah, man, I was truly blessed to be spoiled, man, and I was I, I, and I was also blessed to play with some other guys to where when Aaron Rodgers had got hurt or, you know, um, Brett Mayer, you know, missed a game here or there, and I was, you know, I had to, you know, play with Scott Tozine, and I had to play with Seneca Wallace, and I had to play with Matt Flynn, and your appreciation. <laughs> Right, your appreciation definitely goes up playing with Hall of Famers, playing with really good quarterbacks. Um, definitely goes up, man. You think it's just super easy to just say, man, just drop back and throw it to me and do this and do that, you know. But it's it's extremely hard, man, to play that um, that quarterback spot at a high level. And I was blessed to be around and play with two of the greatest to ever do it, man. To be able to put the football in spots to where only they can put the football um, and wanted to put the football football and you know i tell people all the time i would have a lot less catches if i didn't play with those two because it was times where i was completely covered and there's only one place to put this football and those two dudes can put the football right there man so i am humbled to be able to play with both those dudes man and and share the field with those guys and, and be able to help them dudes win some football games you got it james jones joins us the nine year nfl veteran wide receiver super bowl champ with the pack and also played uh, with the Raiders. Uh, just, you know, fast forward to, to the Raiders. It was only one year, but, you know, you're very close to this team, and you know how what Mark Davis says, just like Al Davis used to say, hey, once a Raider, always a Raider, and now you're covering this team pretty much on a regular basis. Uh, give me your thoughts of not only your time, you know, in Oakland, but, you know, what you've seen uh, with this franchise since they've relocated here. Yeah, and that is very true. That's one thing I know about Mark Davis, and one thing I know that's true about this Raider organization is they do not mess around when they say that. Once a Raider, always a Raider, man. And they truly, I truly believe that because I've seen Mark do so much for retired players, current players. It does not matter. You call Mark, he's going to make sure he helps you, man. And that's one thing I do love about this organization, whether you played one snap or whether you played 15 years. It's a special organization to be a part of. Obviously, you know Raider Nation, the fans are always going to show up, win, lose, or draw, year in and year out, game in and game out. So it was a special organization to be a part of. And it was home for me, man. I was a Bay Area kid being able to have an opportunity to come back and play in front of the family and play at home and, and, and be a Raider. Um, it was some of the best time best time of my life, man, being able to buckle up and uh, put that Raider helmet on, man. So, you know, that's a blessing. But, but obviously we know, man, on the football field this year, you know, with Antonio Pierce taking over and a new regime coming in and, you know, Antonio Pierce bringing some energy. But I think the main thing for the Raiders, man, is, you know, you still got to figure out who that franchise quarterback is going to be. And until we figure out that, I think as an organization, we kind of are going to continue to find our way. But um, we got to figure out who that franchise quarterback is going to be. Once we identify that franchise quarterback, if you're going to be believe in Aiden O'Connell and ride with him and develop him, then we got to build around the defense. We got to build around some of these players around him to be able to make sure he has everything he needs. So, you know, the good thing is, is you start on the, 
on the defensive side of the ball and you got a franchise player to build around in Mad Max Crosby and you go to the offensive side of the ball, obviously you have Devontae Adams, but you have a young phenom running back in Josh Jacobs, who I believe will get a deal done with. And you got a young running back to build around over there. So I'm excited for the future for the Raiders, man, to see where this organization goes. But they do got some um, center stone pieces that they're able to build around. Speaking of Devontae, uh, here's a guy that, you know, a wide receiver like yourself, uh, played for the, the same two franchises, you know, his time in Green Bay, you know, where he was beloved. And now he comes, you know, here and he's thinking like, okay, I, I, I'm signing up for something that's pretty cool. Get reunited with Derek Carr, my old college quarterback. And then that gets taken away. You go through the, the coaching changes, the GM changes, everything. And we've seen his frustration, James. We've saw it last year. We're seeing it again this year. And you can't blame him for being frustrated. I know you probably spent some time with him. Give me your, your thoughts on Devontae and what he's going through. Again, when you're a wide receiver, as you know, you know, just like Devontae, better than anybody else, that you know, you're you're in a codependent position there, and that's always tough, especially if you've got a, a young quarterback and he's not getting you the ball. Talk a little about how you feel, you know, Devontae's handling all this. Well, I mean, I think he's handling the whole situation great, man. When you look at Devontae Adams, I mean, this is a dude who's making a lot of money, um, who's been out there with a couple of different quarterbacks this year, and we've seen him fight through so many injuries. We've seen him, you know, shoulder injuries, you know, in the Chargers game and come back out of that locker room and play in the game. We've seen him come out with a concussion, you know, after one of the games, I don't know, I forget what game it was. Um, he got knocked out and came back in the game. Um, he's just a true pro, and he's a true competitor. And I applaud him for how he's handling this, these situations and how he's handling it this year because this is another guy who's came from a Hall of Fame quarterback for really his whole career. And then you came to a really good quarterback in Derek Hall, a full quarterback in, in Carr, and then now you find yourself out there with, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo and a young Aiden O'Connell. Um, it's, it's a tough situation to be in, especially in his career, to where it's all about legacy for him now. Yes, you want to win. Yes, you want a championship. But he's done so many great things in this league. You know, he's he really competing to be a Hall of Famer right now. You know what I mean? And it's tough when you're a receiver because the quarterback is how you feed your family and how you're able to be a true Hall of Famer. Mm -hmm. Before I let you go, man, uh, you know, one thing that always kind of resonated with me uh, is your story. And for a lot of people that don't know your story, um, you know, you had a rough childhood, you persevered, um, and you have given back to the community. And I remember when you launched, you know, Love Jones for Kids, you know, providing free football camps for kids and, you know, the financial support you gave for homeless shelters. I know that's always been close to your heart. Talk a, a little bit about that that venture and everything. Yeah, you know, that's something that's always been truly important to me, man. Being a kid that grew up homeless for the first 15 years of, of my life, um, having the opportunity to make it to the National Football League, me knowing that I would not be here talking to you right now if it wasn't for some of the people and some of the men in my life that came into these homeless shelters and helped me and gave me hope and uh, helped me get out of my situation. So, you know, when I made it to the National Football League, that's the first thing I cared about doing. Um, 
it's not my foundation, Lord Jones, for kids to be able to help these kids that are homeless and families that are homeless. And it's always something that was that was close to my heart. So I still do it to this day. Love Jones for kids. Still do a lot of free football camps. You know, still still do a lot of great things. I do a I do a thing called eighty nine wishes to where I grant eighty nine wishes a year to kids and families out there in need and. It's just about, man, giving some people hope, giving some change. You can't save everybody, but if you save one, I think you, you did pretty good. You know what I mean? And if you can save a couple more, you know, that, that's all you try to do. And I, can try, I try to do that every day and every year with uh, my foundation. There it is. James Jones doing a fantastic job with that, always has. And then also in the TV side now uh, with the NFL Network as an analyst, talk real quick about that transition to TV and uh, how that's going for you and how much you enjoy that. Man, it was a great transition for me, man, being able to jump right into the TV and continue to talk football and have some fun. I think the hardest transition for me, though, was – uh, interacting with my teammates because they like, oh man, you're in the media now. What you want? <laughs> right. What you want to know? You one of the what bad guys. Talk about? Yeah, you're on the yeah. evil side now. Uh oh. And I'm like, and I'm like, man, I'm serious, brother, dude. I'm serious, teammate. Everything you tell me, I am not going back on the TV to say. I promise you that. So I had to kind of rebuild my teammates and, and friends, trust that I played with, and they're like, okay. I can I can find it in JJ with some of this stuff, and he can take it on the TV. And so you know, I guess he's still a cool dude like he was in the locker room. So it's all good. Got it. All right, my friend. Uh, we'll let you go. Uh, safe travels. Uh, look forward to uh, talking with you again. We'll definitely get you back on and everything, and uh, look forward to seeing you at the stadium. I appreciate that, my man. Thanks for having me. You got it, brother. Take care. There he is. James Jones, uh, one of the best, one of my favorites uh, guys in Green Bay during my time there. His first season was 2007, Brett Favre's last season with the Packers, and then went on to play the next eight years, uh, most of them with uh, Aaron Rodgers. 